Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I know, I know, I know, I get it, I get it. I know if you cast your mind back to when we started this show in January, I was giving it the absolute big end. We would have an episode in your download folder every single Thursday of the year. 52 weeks, come rain, come shine, is what I said. And I've let you down last Thursday by not providing you a Dangerous Dinners podcast episode. But schedules change things happen and sort of behind the scenes here what's annoying is we've got episodes locked in now to like october time and we had someone cancel and it sort of threw everything off we couldn't move episodes around because of promo schedules whatever fine we're here we're back the dangerous dinners podcast a, a tour of the best and worst takeaways delivering to us tonight that is what we do uh, my name is Tom Green. I'm your host, as always. If you are a regular downloader and listener to this podcast, please scroll down, slap that subscribe button, leave a rating, a review, give us all that good stuff. It means a lot. Makes us feel loved inside. And this week is a podcast episode that I've been really excited for for a long time. Genuinely a pop star who is rising through the pop ranks at the moment at such a speed and pace that I feel like in six months' time we'll be like as if she came on to do this show. She's now hosting SNL in America and is dating Harry Styles and whatever. So this week on the show, we are joined by future pop royalty, I'm going to say. Her new album is out now. You can go and get it. She's amazing. I bang on her about her on the radio all the time. It's the wonderful, welcome to the show, Maisie Peters. The Dangerous Dinners Podcast with your host, Tom Green. One celebrity guest, one spin of the roulette wheel, and a tour of the best and worst takeaways, which are delivering to us tonight. What will it land on? We let fate decide. Up for grabs today, we have the poorly reviewed Kansas Fried Chicken, everybody's favorite, Lahore Karahi, and if it all goes wrong, Pizza Palace. But before we do that, it's time to meet our celebrity guest. They're famous, they're funny, and they just arrived downstairs. It's time to bring them up. Please welcome. It's Maisie Peters. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. I am very well. I am. I was just saying to my girlfriend downstairs, you really have come in my life in full force over the last few weeks. There was a day about two weeks ago where Maisie Peters was just absolutely everywhere. And I think it was my favorite day. I agree. I think it was my favorite day because it was your favorite day. Um, I'm very thrilled to have infiltrated your life. Mm. You were everywhere for a while. So like for me... 
I'm sort of fangirling being here right now. I must be honest with you, Maisie. Ah, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I'm very, I'm fangirling to be on Dangerous Dinners too. So that's, that makes two of us. Thanks so much. How are you? How is life? How is, how is everything? Because I imagine it's been a pretty weird, weird few weeks, right? Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's very busy. Um, I am, uh, yeah, very busy, but very fun. And I'm all over the place. Um, mentally, physically, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I feel bad when we get people like you, Maisie, who are on the podcast, because you are in full-blown promo mode right now, talking about music non-stop. And I don't want this next hour to feel like that. I want this to be the fun part of your day. Amazing. Oh, my God. Wonderful. Okay. I'm down for the fun part of my day. What's been today looking like? like what? What have you had already? What have I had already? Well, to run you through the day, my life of a pop star, if you mm. will. Um, I started my day, I did two hours of Zoom promotion uh, with Germany and with Japan, as you do. Love it, love it. Um, that was that was 9 to, 9.30 to 11.30. Then I sped over to the studio. I did a couple of hours of uh, making some music. Um, then I sped over to the radio. I went to Capital today wow. with Carrie, our dear friend. Yes. And I did um, some radio interviews and some sort of little um, like content pieces, if you will. Uh, very 2021 of me to say. And then <laughs> I sped back here and here I am. What? What a proper pop star day though, right? I know. Proper very pop star. pop star day for me. Very impressive. Mm. I have got a bone to pick with you, though, and I want to clear the air about this straight away. Okay. You bailed on me for the one show last week, and I am still sad. Oh, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I knew I knew I had, there was something I'd done that was wrong. Mm. I did bail on you for, for um, Emma Willis, and I'm sorry, but it had to be done. She loved, she missed me, she loved me. Um, no, there was, I did bet on you for the one show, I'm very sorry. I got an email from Josh, who like works with you at the record label. He said, we've had a big TV opportunity come up, we gotta take it. And I was like, hell yeah, you gotta, you gotta do that. And I was downstairs with my girlfriend and we said, I bet it's the one show. Flick on the one show, and there you are, across there our screens, across Britain, killing it. That must have been a joy. It was a joy, I, one show was very fun. Um, I did some great like looks to camera. I broke the fourth wall once or twice. Um, my GCSE drama teacher was horrified, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it was it was really fun actually. It was a nice time. Because that's like a proper live thing. Was that quite nerve wracking? A little bit, but I feel like on one hand I thrive under pressure. On the other hand, I could see the teleprompter, so I could see all the words that all the questions they were going to ask me. <laughs> so I also so I also cheated. Um, but it, no, but they're really nice and like really very calm vibes so it was actually very nice yeah if you know what's coming hard to be scared when you can see the questions very true very true you know you have it prepared in your mind um well tonight i hope you're relaxed about this evening because there is there are lots of surprises but it's all fun okay good i'm i'm i love fun so that's good so this is the way the show's going to work tonight, Maisie, is it's called the Dangerous Dinners Podcast. So behind me, I've got a roulette wheel of the best and worst takeaways in your local area. Whatever it lands on, you're going to have to eat. Okay, great. Amazing. Um, what would be a disaster? What would be really bad news for you tonight? I mean, what would be a disaster? I think I would eat most things, to be honest. But I'm wondering if there are some... It's more the sort of the range of quality. I'm thinking there's going to be some very dubious levels of quality. Um, so I think that could be the sad thing. But in terms of general meals, I would like to say I eat most things. So we'll see. Behind me, we've got low-quality kebab. That's always a bad one. 
Hmm, good, okay. Hmm. Um, spicy Indian, hot wings, any of that scary? No, so far, this, I mean, spicy Indian might be a little bit much, but we can. I can give it a go. Oh, also, I've written you an introduction, which I always forget to, to do. Do you want to hear your introduction? Always, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ahem. <clears throat> Maisie Peters is a superstar in the making, but don't take my words for it. Take Taylor Swift's. She said, I'm a huge fan. Are there any greater words of praise from any greater person? I think not. Uh, she's got millions of streams online. Ed Sheeran signed her to his label. She performed for James Corden and she's barely got going. She's joining us for the podcast tonight. And I gotta admit, I'm fangirling. It's Maisie Peters. Wow, that was so good. That was the most eloquent. You should write my Wikipedia, actually. I don't think I have one, but if I do, you should write it. I would love to, I would love to admin your fan site. I think that's a great job opportunity for, for you uh, and a perfect stepping stone from the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Yeah, it seems the natural progression, doesn't it? Kiss Breakfast, Dangerous Dinners yeah. podcast, uh, Maisie Peters Wiki. Fan page, admin, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I am a huge fan, Taylor Swift. She said it. Mind-blowing. Very mind-blowing. I'm the biggest Swifty ever, so that was that was pretty big news for me. I died and resurrected and died again. It was a whole it was a whole moment. So for people that don't know about that, she she retweeted your thing. Right. Explain the story. So there's a couple things, but the sort of the big one was myself and a friend of mine called Griff, who's very talented. Uh, we covered a Taylor Swift song for Griff's uh, sort of series she does where you have to cover a song in an hour so we covered this song and she tweeted us and she said that she was a big fan of both of us and she couldn't wait to see what we would do um and it was the best moment of both of our lives um and we never recovered yeah i saw that and i i am so because i'm a very very big taylor swift fan i went to go and see Good. her as you should as you yeah should. i feel like everyone sort of is should we talk about the new album because for me that was a whole new level of taylor swift previously un- unreached it was it was very um what's the word validating being a swifty in 2020 i thought because you know we've both been saying taylor swift is is the gospel for many years i've been a swift i've been a diehard swifty for my whole life so you know even in the era when it wasn't cool to be a swifty i was a swifty still <laughs> and now it's the coolest thing and now everyone rightfully acknowledges that she's the coolest and the best and i'm like i've been saying it and you know you were having all these like rolling stone and pitchfork and everyone being like this is you know with folklore and everyone being like oh my god and i was like yes you're right you're here you're with us now welcome <laughs> to the room welcome to the moment like let's get going but it was very validating I think the tune, I think it's Exile, with her yes. and Justin Vernon from Bon Iver is so incredible, I can't put it into yes. words. I agree. That's the one that me and myself and Griff covered for um, yes. this, for this Taylor thing. But I agree. There's many, I could talk for many years about Taylor Swift, um, and I love that song. I love, it's so smart. She goes, you never, oh, I don't even know, you never let to read my mind. You just... Oh yeah, I'm, there. I'm actually not I'm singing there. the words. Maybe I'm there I'm with you. These this aren't the so right good. lyrics, but there's a bit where they sing over each other and they say these things, and I can't my my <laughs> mind won't conjure up what those things are. But just know that it's good. I have a lot of time for a song which has a story in, and I'm not going to remember the song now. It's about the great American, the last great, great American last dynasty. Game. Yes. Oh. Perfect song. Also perfect song. I mean, fun fact for everyone would know this if you're a Swifty, but it's about the woman who used to own Taylor Swift's house um, in like New England. Fun fact for anyone who didn't know. Yeah, it's that big house she has on the beach, right? Holiday house, which I only know. It's in the song. That's why I know the name. I'm not a crazy stalker. (laughs) 
How many times have you been outside her apartment in New York screaming, Taylor, come down? I've never been, but that's not to say I wouldn't go. Um, no. What's it on? What's the song? Never walk Cornelia Street again. Um, no, I, I imagine she doesn't live on Cornelia Street anymore because I feel like you get a lot of guests. Um, but no, I've never been. I, I do respect my queen's privacy. Yes. Oh, good answer. I was hoping for creepiness there, but you are so, no. so respectful of her. Well done. I am respectful of my queen. It's true. Maisie, should we find out what you're having for dinner tonight? Yes, absolutely. Three, two, one, spin. Oh my God. I'm so scared. Low-rated Chinese. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> I feel like that's really bad. That's going to be really bad. Oh, God, yeah. Bad Chinese food can be real bad, can't it? Oh, no, that is a sad one. Maisie, what do you want? What's the order? Oh, my God. I mean, I. what do I order? What's, is there any recommendations from this <laughs> terrible Chinese place? Yeah, okay, so the chicken chow mein. Um, yeah, can't go wrong. Should we get you one of those? Let's get a chicken chow mein. Some spring rolls, maybe. We'll go classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Currently in your basket, you've got a chow mein yeah. and some crispy yeah. spring rolls. Anything else? I think that should be good. That that should be good, I'm imagining. Okay, fine. Um, oh, no. Oh, God. I always, I'm always reluctant to get a Chinese omelette. What would that be like? What would that be? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so scared. Um, your food's ordered, by the way. We're on. Brilliant. So the whole point of these podcasts, right, is I feel like it's a really fun way to get to know my guest very casually, right? And it sort of ends up feeling like an episode of This Is Your Life, right? When you start from the start and, and sort of end at the end. But I want to jump into the last few weeks because it's all kicked off for you. And I guess my first question is, are you best mates with Ed Sheeran? Uh, yes, we braid each other's hair uh, and do... Uh, <laughs> My Little Pony together. No, uh, are we best mates? Um, yes. Uh, what a random question. What a random answer from me. Yes. I mean, no. We are maybe not as far as best friends. You know, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to take that position away from other friends. But we are good friends. Yes. He's a very wonderful person. He's a very lovely man. Very sweet. Very generous. Very funny. Very down to earth. Um, and yeah, we've been we've been working together for over a year and sort of writing together for over a year and he's just he's very great he's the best i am i'm the ed sheeran um actual promotional team i'm the entire thing yeah i feel bad because like i've watched a lot of your stuff now right because i knew this was going to happen and genuinely when i say i'm a fan i am a fan and i've been really excited to have you on so i've watched a lot of interviews and i feel bad because a lot of them talk about ed sheeran and i imagine you're like shut the up. I want to talk about my Never. album. I know. I love talking about Ed Sheeran. He's actually my favourite man to talk about. Um, okay, fine. So, um, no, but yeah, he's he's very great. But I always give the same answer, which I feel is kind of, is kind of boring. There's no spiciness to it. It's just he's no. actually very wonderful. Yeah. He's a very nice man, isn't he? He's so nice. The nicest. The nicest man. Do you think, do you think that's why he is so successful? Because he is so lovely? Because that's how I feel. I've interviewed Harry Styles quite a lot. And every time I leave loving him more. And I think that's why you're so, so successful because everyone loves you. I think that is true for Ed as well. I think Ed is so nice to everybody always. And he works so hard still. Like even recently with his single that just came out, Bad Habits, you know, he was, I was actually, we were talking to each other earlier um, and he was saying the other day he did, what was it? He did 128 
10 minute interviews in two days. It's mad. And I was like, that's insane. That's insane. So, so long. I worked, I think I actually did the maths and it was like 12 hours every day for two days. It's and crazy. he's still doing that and he's the biggest artist in the world. So I think that's very cool. Yeah, because I get a lot of people, I guess, would get to his level and go, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not going to promote my record. My record will be successful because I'm a Ed Sheeran. But I love the fact that he's still like, do you know what? I'm going to work this. And that is why he's so successful because you turn on every TV and radio station over the last few weeks and he's there. And he's there. 100%. And he, you know, I think it's so, yeah, very like gracious and sweet. And as, as he is, and it's a testament to him. But yeah, exactly. He could just sit there and it would be successful anyway. But he's so, he still is so ambitious and. And also, I think really values everyone. I, this is really is the issue in promotional team, but I think he really values like every single person who listens to his music. And I, yeah, I think that that's like the coolest thing ever. And like, who else do you see that from? So hold on to give this context, right? For people that don't know, um, you are signed to his label, right? How does yes? What does that? What does that actually mean? Does I mean it? It means various things depending how in music industry you want to get. Yeah. But um, the sort of reality of it, for like the fun bit of it, that's interesting, is it just means that you know he sort of is like acting as like a mentor to me, and we've written a bunch together. You know, we we speak a lot. He's always there if I want to if I have a problem I don't that's a random thing to say but you know he's basically just like a sounding board and a mentor and a friend and is the Ed Sheeran label is that part of a bigger company is that how that looks yes so to get a little sort of uh, boring if you will for a minute uh, Gingerbread is a which is Ed's label um, is, I was about to say a spin-off. That's not the right word, but I can't think of what the right <laughs> word is. Um, is a spin-off of um, a label called Asylum, which is what Ed signed to. Yeah. And Asylum is a spin-off of Atlantic, which is yeah. what I was signed to and sort of still am because it's funny. I've signed to Gingerbread, but I've, I've been signed to Atlantic for a few years now and everything is very much in the family. Everyone at Atlantic is at Gingerbread and everyone at Gingerbread is at Asylum. And everyone at Asylum. Like, it's all very... Yeah, essentially, everyone's under one big umbrella, but then we all just kind of sit under neat little... Neat little umbrellas. Spin-off umbrellas. Neat umbrellas. Spin-off umbrellas, yeah. The, <laughs> the popular metaphor. Um, so when you signed... How long have you been signed to Atlantic for? Is that, like, a long-time thing? I've been signed since I was uh, almost 18. I was, like, 17 and a, a lot. Um, so that's four years, I guess, three or four years. So through that relationship, you got to know Ed, and that's how it sort of all all came about. Yes, because Ed signed to Atlantic, sort of, um, and well, he is like no, he is signed to Atlantic, and also so that was a thing. And then we work with a lot of similar people. It's always been funny, even when we, you know, for, even for the years we didn't know each other. I was always working really closely with like there's a guy called Joe Rubel, there's a guy called Fred Gibson. Um, a woman called Amy Wodge and I worked with all of them especially Joe and Fred a lot I still do work with um, them a lot and they also work with Ed a lot so we were always like you know so we never like came into contact but I felt like there was a lot of like crossing musical paths you know I would go to the studio and, and Ed's songs would be being finished and I'm sure he'd go into the studio and Maisie's songs would be being finished um, and yeah we, we all just sort of like danced around each other for a little bit and then we got he got in touch about writing together which was obviously very fun and um, I went to Suffolk and I did that with hold on. Joe, who's our Hold friend. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The idea that Ed Sheeran just goes, I want to be in the room with you, is not a small thing. That's not a, okay, this is super casual thing, right? That must have felt like 
okay, it's happening. Off we go. Big girl yeah. shit. Is um, that, is the, yeah. Yeah, big girl. One show, big, big girl, girl shit. shit. Big girl shit. Exactly, I've been saying it. Um, no, it was big girl shit. I guess um, it was big girl shit, for sure. I think also we've just... And not to downplay it because it was definitely big girl shit and I was very nervous but because of the fact that we'd been sort of I'd been around him not personally but like musically and my manager used to work in his management um you know I'd sort of it's it was all very already like quite close-knit um so it wasn't like so out the blue like you know he'd like I knew that he liked some of my songs before and I kind of heard through the grapevines that he liked my music and I was like, that's so cool, but you know, like whatever. So to context, contextualize, it wasn't like random carrier pigeon says Ed Sheeran likes your music and you're to go to Suffolk and <laughs> that's it. It was a little bit more logical than that. Um, but yes, then I did. And there was like sort of whispers of maybe they should work together and maybe we should, you know, maybe that's a good idea. and to do something more formal but it was also it was very much like well let's just see like what happens when we meet each other and when we write goddess has like a date um <laughs> and when we write and see if we get on um but of course we did because he's the nicest man um and also really funny and good vibes and yeah so it was me it was joe it was ed and it was johnny mcdade as well who's from snow patrol uh, who's also very talented and wonderful and irish and sincere which are my favorite things um, so it was four of us um, for two days. And yeah, the first 10 minutes was so, so scary. You like sit in the studio and you're like, oh, okay, I am here with Ed Sheeran. And what people should know is like all the writing sessions, it doesn't matter who you're with. You can be with Ed Sheeran, you can be with Max Martin. You can be with like the biggest names ever, but all writing sessions do start the same. Like you do at some point have to all sit there and be like, ah. So. Ah, like, do you like that? <laughs> like, or like say something really random. Like, what about like, into the forest with my clothes on and everyone's like yeah sure and you're like okay cool like all songs all songs start in the same amateur way no matter who you are um and so once you kind of get past that that you're doing that in front of ed sheeran then it was a great time and the two songs we wrote that day um are on my album so it's very cool money well spent then by everybody Indeed, money well spent by my my uh, my manager. I was into my training, but my manager drove me up. So the, the petrol, money well spent. That's the main thing. How does Amazing mm-hmm. Peter's song start? So, so talk me through your method of it. Then, are you literally you hum something, or you go, "Hey, I sort of want to talk about this thing," and then it just goes from there? Uh kind of. Yeah, I think it depends who I'm with, and if I'm, I'm a relatively on the whole like unplanned person musically i don't really tend to go in with like this is what i want to say this is who i want to talk about this is what i want to talk about um i think also because in a in a funny way it's a whole different conversation but i'm actually for a songwriter uh, i'm actually pretty reserved i would say and i think my friends would say the same i think i'm actually pretty uh pretty bad at sharing which is a hilarious trait to have yeah um so i tend to if i'm you know and i write a lot with other people and so you go in and i i tend to sort of more, I'm more likely to sort of sit at an instrument and like play some chords and almost sing around things, sing around lyrics and melodies. And then I'll say something that I like or I'll sing something that I like. And then I'm like, okay, this is like, I, I, it's almost like I've sort of subconsciously found what I want to talk about without knowing. And then I'll write the whole song based around that. Have you had stuff that maybe you write and you go, do you know what? I'm not going to share that. Are there songs that are almost too personal that you like? You know what? Maybe I'll release that in the future, but right now that's not a bit of my... That bit of my life is for me. 
Yeah, definitely. But also what's funny, another thing that people might not know about music is like, definitely that for sure. It's diff- but also uh, most of the time, songs that you write will 99% of the time, you, you will write a song and it won't come out for at least six months, like at least, probably more than that because of the time it takes to decide and finish it and, you know, make artwork for it and make a video for it and just, already this is my experience. So half the time you write something, you're like, that is so personal, I could never release that. And then eight months later, you're like, wow, I don't care anymore, so it's okay. Um, And that I think is true. But also, yeah, I definitely, I write a lot on my own still. Um, and like none of those songs have literally none of them have ever come out Um, and I probably do like there was a phase when I was doing like one every day and I think that a lot of those songs um, are definitely like sort of self-indulgent songs for myself and I can't imagine like a lot of them coming out Um, so yeah I would definitely say there's a level of that too should we talk about more big girl shit Mm mhm yes James Corden yeah big girl shit whatever you know Casual, Whatever. Do you want chill. a good, good story for James Corden? Is when I did it, um, I was at my parents' house um, because I was. This was in the era of my life when I was trying to pass my driving test, which I now have done. Well done, me. Congrats, um, you. Congrats, me. It took me three years, three driving instructors, three different tests. But Whoa. I did. Oh, hold on, um, hold on. Where was the fails? What was holding you back? What was the issues? Oh, thanks. Don't even get me started. I um, I failed. Tw- I failed. T- I failed twice. So I passed on my third. Um, yeah. But the first failure was, it was within the first seven minutes, roundabout crisis, that was done. <laughs> um, second fail was not in the first seven minutes. It was probably halfway through. Um, to be fair, that was a, that was a sad test. I feel like in a, in a better world, I could have passed that test, but alas, it was not meant to be. Yeah. Um, third test, the most stressed I've ever been in my life was absolutely convinced I failed and I had seven minors, baby. Um, anyway. Whoa, seven. Seven minors. Seven minors. That's a lot of minors. No, it is not. The most minors you can get is 14. So I got a mid-level amount of, of minors, which I think is very fine. Hold on, Maisie. Did you just say, Tom, how many minors did you get? I got two, baby. I got two minors. Well, Tom, one of us did the one show last week and that one of us was working. So clearly, clearly the one show like girls who got seven minors on their driving test. That is um, true. That's actually, that's actually on the thing. You have to have seven minors or above. That's um, why they've never had me host that show. Cause the bloody- That is why. You're too good. You were too good at driving test. Anyway, um, let me please get onto the story. Sorry. Which is not, in fact, the minors at all. Thank you, Tom, for throwing me off. Um, it is, in fact, me. Oh, yes, I was back at my home at my parents' house in the little village doing my driving lessons. Um, and my James Corden interview was, happened to be that night. So very stressful, you know, I was telling my parents, I was like, guys, like, no one go on the Wi-Fi from this 50 minute interval because I'm speaking to James Corden and like, if it, you know, like, so they were very sweet and they were like, tiptoeing around. Um, And then I get on to the Zoom call and there's like, and it's so funny, it looks so hilarious because you can see on the Zoom, like James Corden like sat in the the studio and you know it because you've seen it on YouTube. So you're like, oh, I'm there. Um, And you can see yourself on a screen, it's all very random, but, he, you obviously like have a little chat before the cameras are going and James is actually like such a nice guy. I, I mean, I'm not actually like, a, a, he seems like a nice guy and he is a nice guy. And like really friendly and we somehow got on the subject of my driving test and I was like, oh, parallel parking. And he was like, here's a fun tip for parallel parking. And then he gave me a fun tip for parallel parking. 
I mean, I'm gonna need to hear it. I really am. I mean, so I haven't used it. Luckily, I didn't have a parallel park on my driving test, so I guess we'll never know if it was useful. But his tip was to, when you're parallel parking, yeah. just picture the car from like a bird's eye view, look like looking down at it, and then park as if you're looking down at your car from a bird's eye view. That was his that advice. That is bloody clever. I know, I know. Thanks, James Corden. Thanks, James Corden. How was it being on that show? Because that's a big old bloody deal, isn't it? It was a big deal. It was um, it was fun. It was I did it with um, another friend of mine called James. Oh, James um, Bay. Just James Bay. James Bay. Just James Bay. Whatever. Who actually, um, I'm really ga- gassing up a lot of men tonight, which is unlike, just unlike me, might I add. But I love um, James Bay. Oh, my God, so much. He's... It was honestly, I said something the other day, I was like working with James on that song for my soundtrack that I did, which is called Funeral. Mm. Working with James was like one of the, my career highlights. Like I was I was such a fan of James growing up and I went to see him play when I was like 16 and I was so, I was, loved his first album. I loved his second album as well. Um, and yeah, it's, he, working on that song, he's just the, so the nicest guy and so talented and so sweet and that, throughout that whole process was so, so lovely. Um, and he's yeah, he's ridiculously good. He's fr- insanely good. Um, and yeah, so we did that together, obviously, for this performance. Mm. And um, it was just so much fun. Like it was actually, it was well, it was a very stressful day. We were meant to start shooting at two, and we didn't start shooting till seven. Um, so that was that was not ideal. Um, it was all in all, like I love that video, and I'm, and it was really cool to get to do it with James. And yeah, big big fan of both the Jameses. Now there's been enough names dropped so far which by the way I no. have encouraged no listen I, mean, I encourage it I don't want you, you to feel you bad did. for that you did. because I, I love all that stuff right and I'm going to ask you, you a question you led a horse to water exactly you're going to drink you know you're going to drink um, I'm going to ask you this and I actually didn't I wasn't going to ask you this but I'm going to ask you this because it Good. feels right now perfect in your phone who is the most famous person bar Ed Sheeran I don't know if you get that much more famous than Ed Sheeran. No, you don't. Um, but I think we all know you. We you, we know your WhatsApping Ed, so we can know, forget. You know my WhatsApps. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, let me think about that. That's very. I'm one of those people that never ever like deletes their. I've like never deleted my, never changed my number, and I've yeah. never deleted any contacts. So I'm looking Hold. at my phone, and I've got literally everyone I've ever met. You've never changed your number. So if you were at school, right? If you were at school mm-hmm. with Maids Peters and you never shot your shot and asked her out, you oh, yeah. could now 100%. do that. You can, if you had my number when we were 17, you can definitely still text me. Like, That's I, I fun. Think, like, it will go through. 100%. <laughs> do you get people um, call you? Now you're famous. Do people call you? Absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. I'm trying to find the most famous person in my phone. For a long um, time, mine was... And I'm also is- who I can say... This is actually, mm-hmm. hey, you can say all them. This is a this is a sad story, I'm going to say, but okay. it is true. For a long time, my most famous person in my phone was um, Barry Chuckle, and then Barry Chuckle died. And that is God. so sad, isn't it? That is, that is sad. I, that, that's a lot. Um, yeah. Now the most famous person in my phone is, is Tristan Evans from The Vamps, and he's still alive, so that's all good. That's good. I think I also have Tristan Evans from the Vamps on my phone. <laughs> Why don't we so start we a WhatsApp group? Why don't we start a WhatsApp group, guys? Yeah, perfect. I don't see any issue with that. I don't see any issue with that. Um, oh my goodness! The Guys, if if you phone. if you have I, Tristan Evans's number, tweet us this afternoon and let us know. Yeah, if you, you, and be if, in the group chat. You could be in the group chat. It will probably be half of the girls in Soho, so that is fine. 
You s- listen. I said nothing. <laughs> I said nothing. There. Tristan, you, he was on the show um, a few weeks ago. We're all friends here. Okay, good. Good to hear. Okay, I've I've scrolled to the end of my of my calls list. Um, I'm still I'm I'm looking for the most famous person. There are some people. Okay, okay. Oh, this is this is a terrible question, but you did ask me. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, I'm gonna say the one one of the more famous people I have on my phone is the very lovely uh, Sam Smith is there in my phone because we did meet each other uh, once wow. in LA. It was very, very pop star. They were there at this studio where I was at and we met each other in the kitchen and they were like, hi, I'm a fan. I was like, oh my God, hi, I'm a fan too. Um, and then there was a brief moment right before the first lockdown where we were going to write together and then obviously it never happened. Um, but Sam Smith, what a gem. Good answer, Maisie. There you go. Um, terrible, I, terrible game. I encouraged it. And guess what's just arrived downstairs? Good, my food. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh-oh. What? Look who's back. <laughs> Do you live in a castle? The amount of stairs I heard over oh, the last few it's minutes. A lot. It's a lot. I do live in a castle. No, I'm on the I'm on the top floor of of a quite a tall house. There's six girls that live in this house, so there's a lot of rooms. What sort of housemate are you? Are you the good housemate or the bad housemate? I think I'm the good housemate. I mean I make a lot of noise, but it's mostly, you know, soft acoustic mumbles in the early hours so i don't think it's yeah. that bad the food's here how is how is it we haven't tried it yet i thought i'd save that for camera um but as you can see there's a massive spring roll <laughs> and um some some chow mein right this is amazing you landed on low rated chinese i feel personally all chinese is good chinese um i'd agree please try it okay i'm ready okay here we go mm. yippee <laughs> what was it? Chicken chow mein you got, right? That was the thing. It is chicken chow mein. Okay. Okay. Oh, I really, mm. I really hope I don't bring you down. I would feel mm. so sad if I did that. If you may be ill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, it's chow mein. How about it? Does it, does it taste, does it taste amazing? No. Yeah. Does it taste like the worst thing I've ever eaten? No. Will I eat it? Because I'm quite hungry. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to put that on the poster. Yeah. Is it? Is it the worst thing I've ever eaten? Mm-hmm. No. No. 
Um, okay. No. Well, that's I'm, I'm calling that a success. I guess we'll find out in 12 to 24 hours whether you've got food poisoning. We will. In which case, I, I'm happy will. for you to sue me. Has anyone um, ever gotten food poisoning? Also, do people normally eat it or do they normally not? No, people eat it. People normally eat eat the whole thing good. Um, okay, good. I'm trying to think yeah um, we had we had 220 Kid the DJ on a few weeks ago he ate the whole thing Tom Walker had the time of his life on this podcast because we got fried chicken what did he get fried chicken oh big I, I, I yeah. love that um, I'm trying the spring roll now just so everybody knows oh yeah good good good, good this yeah, might good, be good. tried this is going to be tried off camera for certain aesthetic reasons yeah no sure um, sure sure do your thing I don't think yeah um, but, I, but I'll let you know I'm going to feedback yeah. As, as the mm. fan page, this was the sort of content we were looking for, but I understand why you're doing that off camera. You do, yeah. Mm. Any good? Okay. I'm not sure about the spring roll, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> because I cannot tell you for the life of me, for the life of me, what is in it. Oh, I think it's a you meat one. You could pay me money and I would be like, I don't know what that is. Still unsure. Mm. Oh, Maisie. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Well, I'm going to call this a six out of ten success so far. I think that's fair. Yeah, what have other people received? Um, Tom Walker got fried chicken. Ella Air got a doner kebab. Um, to- who else have we had? Tom Grennan got fish and chips. Um, okay, that's else? not bad. Yeah, people have had quite good stuff. Um, Oliver Proudlock from Made in Chelsea got McDonald's. Big. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he'd have yeah, smashed yeah. the McDonald's. Did he like the McDonald's? He loved the McDonald's. Yeah, he was really, really into that, actually, because he doesn't often have them, mm. apparently, which I always mm. think is a bit of a lie. Don't pretend you don't like mm. McDonald's, guys. Yeah, don't pretend. Um, at this point, though, I am going to play the jingle, and we are going to go to the food section of the podcast. Food. It's the food section. Food. Oh, what a lovely jingle that was. Um, that was a great jingle. I love that. I made that myself, Maisie. Maybe we should do a session. I agree. I would love that. I'm so glad you suggested it. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll get my people to email your people. And don't do that thing that you, where you put it in your diary and then cancel it and then it never goes back in. For the, for the one show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we <laughs> we had we had a few. This is actually proper behind the scenes podcast stuff here that I'm going to tell you. We've had a few guests that have been booked to do the podcast, and then they blow up and become too famous, and then won't do it anymore. And I was really worried that you were going to do that. So I'm really glad we got this back in. You know, who blew up? I'm so intrigued. Should I tell you? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I guess she, I I might have bigged her up too much now. Um, and then you might think that she hasn't blown up. Um, okay, no, it's okay. No. Okay, we had we were we were days away from having Ash Nico come over to the house and do it. Yeah, I see. I do see that. I do see that. Too bloody famous for us. And I thought, she well, did. when I host the one show, you can't come on. Mm-hmm. No. No, she cannot. And you know why? Because she has too few penalties on her driving license. She does. Too few. I said that about so many people. No, anyway, we're in the food section of the podcast, so I've got some... St- these questions I ask every guest, so I'm going to ask you, right? Maisie, you've committed an awful crime, um, and okay. you're on the death penalty. hmm Starter, main, dessert, what's your final meal? Okay. I think I've answered this before, so I, I think I have a good answer prepared. Yeah. Um, my starter... Which is interesting, actually. I really should have ordered it because we went to a Chinese after all. But I do love some like prawn toast. Good. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of prawn toast. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of 
yeah i like a like a gyoza I'm going to say it's sort of those things. That's just my starter. It's my, like a nibbly Chinese thing. That's yeah. That's your starter. Like a nibbly Chinese thing. Yeah, exactly. Any seaweed? Um, no, not really a seaweed girl. Okay. Um, but my main, my favorite food, um, this is a very uh, bougie cultured answer of me, hmm. but it's really actually when you when you get it down, it's just, uh, it's just meat and, and rice and cheese. But I love like Korean barbecue. Okay. Um, Specifically, I have had a great time and I've been to LA a couple of times and the Korean barbecue in America um, is really superior and it's so good um, and I, it's my favorite thing. I, Whenever I go, which I don't go anymore, but if I did go, I would go to Korean barbecue and I would have the time of my life. So for people who are far less cultured than me and you, Maisie, you know, not down with mm. the kids, um, Korean barbecue, what does that entail? What are we sort of looking at there? How it's, does that look? It's basically just meat. It's basically just like sort of meat, like sort of there's like nice beefs and um, like pork. Um, and vegetables as well. And then there's like an open spit sort of fire thing in front of yes. you. And they cook it on that. And then you also have like lots of nice little sauces and like rice dishes. And then there's sometimes there's like melted cheese and you can put oh. that over the top. Wow. Um, and that's that's really basically like that's it summarized. But it's just so nice. And I really cannot express how nice it is. Um, and that's that is my favorite. In risking going up our own asses here even more but i will do it because why not hey one of my favorite foods i've only had it when i went skiing so i went skiing right and in the alps they have this and i can't remember what it's called because i'm not posh they have a big bowl and it's like boiling oil and you dip meat raw meat into it and you cook it in the oil that sounds great i don't know what that is either but that sounds great it was so bloody good so anyway you've got the chinese starter bits then you've got a korean barbecue for maine um yeah. with with like beef and chicken a few veggies yeah uh and then for dessert yeah i'm doing um i'm doing classic i'm doing a tiramisu um Ooh. i'm a big big fan of a tiramisu um and then and then that's the end probably are you having anything nice to drink do you are you a, are you partial of a wine yeah, i i love it i like an espresso martini so maybe that oh, can go at the end yes I can go at the end. Um, I will be drinking... I could do some cocktails, um, for sure, throughout the meal. Um, I like, if I'm going to be simple, um, I like a gin and lemonade. That's sort of what I would go for in a, in a simple world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like a cocktail. I love an espresso martini. And that's going to be me done. I'm actually... Fun fact about me, nobody asked, not one person. <laughs> I argue I'm very unresponsive. Like, weirdly unresponsive to caffeine. I can drink... I can. I would go as far as to say I could actually drink as much coffee as I wanted, and I would feel nothing. Really? Yeah, nothing. Wow. I don't get it when people like drink coffee and then they're like, "Oh, I feel, I'm, you know, I'm awake now." I'm like, "Well, no, I drink it because I like it, which is, and I do like it a lot, so I drink it quite a lot." But it's it's a purely taste sensation. I don't think I I get anything from it. I used to be like that, and now if I have two coffees, I will be shaky and sad because it makes me well, feel that's weird. that's not ideal. No. That's not what you want. No. Two of my least favourite emotions, shaky and sad. Um, me too. Those, so that's your final dinner, good final dinner. Question two, favourite restaurant in the whole world? Oh, that's hard. Um, okay. I really, I, it's really hard. I'm not, 
This is a controversial thing to say on yes. the internet and on this podcast. Are you ready? Yep. Very controversial. I would, and I think my friends would agree as well. I'm not quote unquote like a foodie. I'm not really a. It sounds a weird thing to say, but I'm I'm just not that bothered. Like when I when I go on tour, my keys player is like, and my everyone I go on tour with is super into food. So like before we go anywhere, they'll be googling, you know, like where we're going and like around it and what's the best spots and what does this and what does that. Yeah. And if it was up to me, we would probably have a terrible time because <laughs> I would be like the first place I found, I'd be like, great, like sure. Um. So wow. I'm also not very. When I find somewhere I like, I just go a lot. And I don't really venture out. I don't really try, you know, I'm not like, oh, let's try this restaurant. Um, but I do like, in London, I really like, there's a place called Eat Tokyo in Notting Hill. Okay. Um, which does sushi, uh, which is really nice. And I'm a big fan of sushi. And I also really like, I thought somewhere else a minute ago. Oh, there's a Korean place um, in, like, just off of Brick Lane. Yeah. Um, which I really like as well. So I'm, those are the places that came to mind. But I'm also, I'm, I mean, I'll like happily do an Nando's and like I'll happily do an Nando's any day. These are good answers. This is very, we've never had someone who's like, I ain't, I ain't that bothered. That's, I'm I not like that. Bothered. That's good. Nice difference. Um, so third question in the food section, end of a night out. What's your takeaway? What are you having? I'm having a McDonald's for sure. For sure. And I'm getting, if I'm really hungry, I'm getting a double cheeseburger with like nothing in it apart from the meat and the cheese like that's it and then maybe i'm not really a fries girl from mcdonald's like i wouldn't ever order them like if they if i like if they come with something that's fine but i will realistically just be getting the cheese the cheeseburger double cheeseburger and like probably a bottle of water because you gotta you know if you're at that point in the night then you're probably ready for some hydration Maisie, you are incredibly sensible you are so you are wowing me i'm i'm such a sensible pop star but i would say that if it's a daytime mcdonald's order i'm a big fan of chicken selects so that's my daytime Order. Good. I'm never going to see you on the front page of the Daily Mail for anything horrific, am I? It's just never, never going to happen. Never say never. I might have a wild year. I might go. <laughs> I might go crazy. Miley 2014. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, that's the end of the food section. Well done. Fun answers. Thank you so much. I try my best. Real good. Now, as I say, we. Normally, I was nervous. You nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Now, we normally do this bit at the start, but I like the fact we've sort of spoken about what life's like right now before we do this. Born and bred in West Sussex, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So how was growing up for you? How was growing up as a teenager in the early 2000s? Because I'm 27. How old are you? I'm 21. 21. Oh, wow. So you're a lot younger than me. Okay, fine. So how was growing up? early 2000s mid 2000s how did you find it how was school and stuff uh it was a good time for the most part you know class your t- being a teenager is, is never um is never jokes and laughs all the time but it was it was good i was in like a very for the most part i was in a very small town in like a, in like a small town school um and i had like i wasn't like the most i was like not very cool, but I also was like, didn't really care. I just had my friends and we hung out in the toilets and had a good time. And yeah, I, I think it was it was overall good. I find my memory is very blurry of a lot of that time in my life. Like, it's, it's kind, of, kind of neither here nor there. I feel like life kickstarts at like 16. Yeah. And everything up until then is like the odd thing that was memorable. And then it's like, like, do you remember anything you did in year eight? Because I swear to God, I don't know a single thing. Not one thing. I think that's when I went through my emo stage and I went to go see My Chemical Romance and wore eye makeup. <sighs> Big. Okay. That is memorable, to be fair. My emo <laughs> stage was 
probably more actually maybe when I was about then year nine maybe yeah. but I, I was there I actually oh my god this is a name dropping story as well I really am dropping all the names tonight drop 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 but I think it's cute I think it's a cute name drop and okay, also go. a rogue one but um, I my first gig that I went to, which was probably like year actually maybe year eight, sort of like proper proper one. Yeah. I went to see a band called All Time Low. Yes. Um, who I loved, I loved All Time Low so much. They were my favorite band. I knew all of their songs, and me and my friend went, and my dad went with us, and we went to Brixton Academy, um, and had the time of our lives, obviously. And now, fast forward a few years, um, I've now actually become friends with oh. uh, two of the guys from All Time Low. I'm friends with. Alex and with Jack, who were like my gods when I was 13. And I told them this multiple times, so it's fine. Um, but I did on. a podcast with them. We, I met Jack very briefly. I actually met him before we knew each other and he didn't, and it was outside of a gig. And he said, I, I saw him, we, somebody introduced us, but they didn't know like the story. Um, but they were just like, oh, maybe this is Jack. And I was like, hi, you were my first ever gig at Brixton Academy. <laughs> I loved you guys. And he was like, oh, thanks. And then they actually sent, very sweet, because we're on the same record label in America. They sent me their merch um, yes. to my Airbnb in LA where I was staying at the time. And I was like, oh my God. And yeah, now I'm friends with those guys and they're so nice. And yes. What was the biggest all-time low song? I've got their catalog here. I got your picture. I'm coming with, with you. you. Dear Maria, yeah. count me in. Oh, yeah, done. Oh, done. I got your picture, I'm coming with you, dear Maria, come That's a good one, isn't it? It's a great song. That's a really good one. My first gig was Calvin Harris, £5 in Preston. Very good. Huge, huge first gig. Very good. So when did you decide that music was your thing? When did you go, okay, this is going to be my, my life, my career, this is the plan? Um, I, don't, I wasn't really like... It's weird. I'm like an ambitious person now, but I think my parents aren't in music. Like, I was from a small town. It wasn't like a. I was gunning for it, but I just. I wrote a lot of songs. I did open mics. I was a busker. I did everything. I was in bands just because I loved it. And then I had a YouTube channel to share my like original songs. And I met my manager now through that YouTube channel when I was 15. And he sort of was like, "Do you want to do some sessions?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. I don't know. Like, sounds fun." And then we did, and then the sessions, we did those, and then we did meetings, and then I was published, and then I was signed. Um, and then around that, you know, that was when I was like 17, 16, 17, 18. And then by the time I left school, big girl shit, I was signed, and I was like, do, I was doing a thing, and I was like, okay, cool, like this is. And now, it's funny, I feel like I sort of stumbled into it. Not really, I was working very hard and doing a lot of things, but stumbled into it to an extent because of how young I was. And now I'm like, well, that worked out because I would not have wanted to do anything else. Yeah. So was it always the plan to be an artist? Like, if you were published first, there is a there is a path there that maybe you would have just gone on to be a writer and written for other people. Was that never the thing? No, it was never the thing. I think because my songs are so specific and my music is so... Um, and, like, to varying levels of... Not, ne- not necessarily mean they're all good, but I would say all of my songs definitely have a very, like, distinct tone of voice, maybe? Like, all sort of like lyricism to them that is very personal and like distinct to me so I don't think it was I was always kind of artisting because like no, no one else would sing my very weird songs like that and maybe and nowadays I actually do a little bit of like writing for other people and I really enjoy it um and I've yeah I've done like some stuff recently which has been cool but at the time no and how did it feel getting signed was that like okay cool I'm on this now like this is my path to being a huge star or was it not like that i don't know i don't 
think so. I think we're all too English for that. We're all a bit like, <laughs> okay, cool. Like, off we go. Cheers. Um, cheers. But also, I think that, like, no, because I've always... It's not like it's like an over... No one's success is ever overnight. But, you know, like, it was really always... I was just always writing songs and releasing songs and writing songs and, writing, and releasing the next songs and working really hard and living in really random places. Like, it's not like it went, like, ding. Like, here we go. Here's stardom packaged up. Um, and I think that's good. I think it's healthy to, like, have a, have a journey in something. And that's why I'm really glad, like, all my YouTube videos from when I was, like, 15, like, most of them are still up. And people sometimes are like, that's so embarrassing. Like, why don't you private them? And I'm like, I think it's really cool and healthy for other people to see that, like, art, like art, their favorite artists or people that whose music they respect and love, like, weren't always, like... 23 with like a really good haircut like releasing really good EPs yeah. full of really well produced songs like that is also true but everyone starts somewhere and I think it's good to see that and I think especially nowadays like there's less of that and there's more of people wanting to uh, appear like this is their first ever thing and it's a global sensation and most of the time that's not true and what I think is quite cool about you is it, it hasn't been overnight, really, has it? Like, the album that you're about to release now, this isn't, like, your first time putting music out. You've got you've I'm had EPs out. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, mm. you've you've grafted to get to where you are right now. Like, how do you feel about your career up until this point? Yeah, I think it's been... It's, it's been a real journey. And, like, obviously, when it's yourself, you're very, like, critical and you can think of a million things that could have gone better or you would have done differently. But... I'm really, like, I'm really proud of all the music that I've released, which I think is the main thing. Like, I still really love, like, all of my all of my songs. And even now, like, we're getting ready to play festivals, Touchwood, um, and we talk about set lists, and we're going through all my back, like, back catalogue. And I'm like, oh, that'll, I'm like, oh, that song that we released in, like, 2019 or 2018, that'll be so fun. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I think it's been a journey, for sure, keyword of the day. But <laughs> I'm really happy, like, to be where I am and to have, like, learned everything I've learned and like come up the way I did and I'm really excited for this album and then I'm really excited uh, for MP2, 3, 4 and 5 because I think there's there's plenty more albums to go. More music en route. Absolutely. Will the Niall Horan thing happen though? I don't know. I really oh. don't know. Um, no, no updates on that one but Niall is a very sweet man um, and I would I would love to if the opportunity ever arose again. You were supposed to open for him on tour right and then COVID? Yes. Yes and then COVID. Mother so there's no plan with that yet but i guess if it if it could happen it would still happen i i think so i'm not entirely sure i think also it's funny like that was meant to be at the end of 2020 and yeah. it was i announced it in like february 2019 so if you think about it that's a long time ago um so i i wonder what the plans are with that and you know the world's definitely moved on since then um but as i said i think he's amazing and i loved that album and i would i would you know love to do it and should we talk about your new album? Yeah, love that. Are you ready? Are you ready for it to be out in the world? Are you ready to give birth to it? Oh my God, am I? I kind of am. I think it's so good. Like, I joke all the time that uh, MP1, or you sign up for this, whatever, um, is like the, my favourite album ever, which is a big statement from someone who's done one. <laughs> and it's also my album. Um, yeah. But I, I love it. Um, I am super proud of it. I do really love it. Um, and it'll be weird once it's out for sure because I've had it on my own for so long but I think it will be fun when it's out 
I think I'm sort of yeah I'm ready for it to come out and I'm already sort of like ready to make another one or at least to think about that and I think that everyone I'm really excited for everyone to hear it I just I think I can't really fathom that right now but yeah it being with everyone else will be so crazy and it's also cool because it feels like I've really I've been releasing music a lot but not a body of work since 2019 so this feels like a very um accurate reflection of me right now musically is there a song on there that you're really looking forward to seeing how people interpret and what they take from it because i think i would get like that if i put something out that maybe was a little bit more ambiguous i'd be like i wonder what people are going to work out i mean my songs are never ambiguous i always say fucking everything <laughs> um i always fucking out myself um my songs are never ambiguous no i am i am i always yeah i think the fans there's a song called boy um which i think will be really fun um i'm excited for that to come out um, outdoor pool, I think, will be really cool. I don't think they're expecting that. Um, there's some that, yeah, my favorite two are Volcano and Love Him I Don't, and I'm really excited for those to be out because those are my favorites. And I'm really excited to play it alive. I think it's going to really, it's really good. And how does it feel, by the way, to now be a influencer and be selling out ASOS jumpers? I know, huge. I mean, I'm not going to claim credit for that because I do think it's a nice jumper and I'm sure it was just popular. <laughs> um, but it was very funny when it was going on and everyone was buying them. And now like people keep tweeting me photos of them in them and I'm like, stunning. So hot. It's a, I sort of want the jumper. I think it's a nice jumper. I think it's a nice jumper too. I've still got it, so I recommend. Maisie, before you go, what's the plan then? What's the next 12 months? What's the next two years? Where if we were to do this again, right, in 2023, what would you want your life to look like? 2023, what's it now? 2021. I'd like to have done some touring. I'd like to be still touring. I'd like to be playing my own tour. Um, I'd like it to be venues that are big and that are sold out and I'd like to be making another album or I wouldn't know by 2023 I'd like to have put out another album or be putting out another album um, and I yeah I would like everyone to think that MP1 was the best album ever released including Rumours uh, thriller <laughs> is what I'm going with there. Rumors is very good. That is a high benchmark right there. It is. It is. And I've really set a stage there for which I cannot back down on. Uh, sorry, Stevie Nicks. I'm coming for your title, babes. Um, Maisie Peters, this was the Dangerous Dinners podcast. Tonight, you had low-rated Chinese food. Um, we're okay. an hour since you ate it. You've not died yet. How was it? Uh, yeah, it was solidly not the best nor worst thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> Um, I think we can put that on there. We think we can put that on I the poster. So. Um, well done for being sensible. Well done for not having crazy Maisie come out tonight. I think you did. You did very well there. I think I did well. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. This is a great time. Um, the album's like out that. right now. Maisie, thank, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much, Maisie Speakers, for giving us all the time and being a guest on the Dangerous Dinners podcast. We really appreciate it. Um, she was slap bang in the middle of promo hell when she came on as well. Like to get an hour promo time with someone is is insane so Maisie thank you so much for uh, giving us the time we are back on a schedule of episodes back to back to back to back next Thursday um, we've got we've got a few different ones coming up as well I'm not going to say too much about this we've got another big golf one happening which I'm excited about we've got a grime special we've just got a lot coming guys um, slap that subscribe button so you miss absolutely nothing and we'll be back next Thursday for another edition of the Dangerous Dinners podcast
even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.